Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Welcome to the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast. Larry Kreider here. Again in the studio today, we have Glenn and Shirley Eshelman from Sight and Sound Ministries. Thank you. Thank Larry. you, Larry. It's you know, wonderful. When I interviewed you last time, it was, I was so encouraged by all the guys doing your lives, all the stories beyond the stories that I've known you for years and I didn't even know some of those stories. <laughs> so, Sight and Sound Ministries, known here in Lancaster County and around our nation, around the world, as a place where the Bible comes to life on stage. And uh, if I want to just tell us a bit, a bit about a couple of the different shows that you have. Right now, you have David, and uh, tell us about a few, a few of the shows that you have. Uh, the production of David has been done by our grandson, Ryan. Wow. The Bible speaks of how from one generation yeah, to right. the next that's generation, right. uh, the blessing will follow. That's awesome. And he has grandpa's DNA. And you know, uh, <laughs> he has God's Holy Spirit working that's within awesome. him. So he has produced this show. And it's a show that will lead you into worship. Beautiful. Because David was a worshiper. Beautiful. And uh, it's... It's so strong in worship. Yeah. It takes you into the presence of God. Tell us uh, about some of the other ones. So just, just mention some of the other Bible characters who come alive on stage mm -hmm. at Sight and Sound Theaters. Noah would be oh, uh, Noah, yeah, Noah that's would awesome. be one of my signature shows I that I have that ever show. done. I love that show. And um, it is our most evangelistic show. Right. And where it becomes that moment is when God closes the door. Right. More people have made decisions in that moment, wow. knowing that they were either on the inside or the outside, and it's over. Yeah, there is no more. Yeah, and no, uh, that's a very powerful show. Uh, even at the end of the show, when the ark turns into the cross, right? I love that. And Jesus says, "I am the door. <laughs> yeah, come on in. I am your ark of safety." Right. Um, Joseph is a favorite of mine. The spirit of forgiveness oh, in yeah, there, yeah, the ministry amazing. of forgiveness, it's, it's so powerful. Yeah. And then we have the shows of Jonah, the runaway prophet, but uh, how God used him in a nation yeah. uh, that God had a heart for right. and wanted to see saved, but Jonah couldn't get Beautiful. it. And you've got, of course, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, Strasburg, Pennsylvania, Branson, Missouri. You've got, you know, you run shows both both places. And now there's, you know, there's Sight and Sound TV. There's Sight and Sound movies now coming. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the stories behind the stories. Uh, that's what I appreciate so much about you taking your time to be with us for both of you. All these things that happen behind the scenes that people don't know about. They know about Sight and Sound, but they have mm -hmm. no idea how God brought this whole thing together. Like you, you told me already, Glenn, that people will contact you and they'll say something like, how do I start a sight and sound? What, what do you tell them? I get many calls for that. Yeah. I give it to them in about two, three minutes. I had no training in what I have done today. Right. Absolutely none. Right. Where my learning, my direction, my counsel came was from the Holy Spirit. Right. So the first thing I tell them is, 
get on your knees right and ask god to reveal to you his plan and his purpose for your life mm -hmm. and how he can fulfill that calling in your life i have never been one to look over the fence mm -hmm. and mimic what somebody else does yeah as best as i could larry right i got my direction in times of prayer not just with me but with key employees mm. and in listening being still and mm. quiet before so god good. and so hearing good. the voice of the holy spirit so good i would say if there was anything i would regret in life and look back that i would change would be that one thing i would take more time more time more time to be still and hear that still small voice Amen. saying, this is the way, this is the way. So and he is faithful because Jesus promised that. Mm. When he, the Holy Spirit comes, he will comfort, he will counsel, he will teach, he will disclose to you. Right. He will help you, your helper mm. in all your things. Mm. So I have drawn from that source all my life. Mm. Some of that, only really began after I knew more closely the workings and the power of that Holy Spirit yeah. that is within yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And Larry, some of that came from you. Oh, wow. Um, the church I attended was not a lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit. And I lacked a lot of knowledge mm. of the workings of the Holy Spirit until Rhema Word came to me mm. through a Bible study that was called Rhema, <laughs> led by Larry Kreider. <laughs> and my daughters were going to this Bible study, and they would come home and tell me what Larry Kreider taught them, and I said, that's not even in the Bible. <laughs> they would leave for school, and I'd get my Bible out, and it's there. I just never saw it that way. And then the day finally came where I received the fullness, yeah, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm. And all things changed in my life. And that just turned my life around mm. to depend and rely on the voice and the workings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's only because of that that we are where we are today. I say all the time, all that I am and ever hope to be, mm. I owe it all to him. Amen. I'm also very thankful for the people that God brought around yes. us because where we needed strength and help and vision and guidance, mm -hmm. um, God brought them into our lives, which helped bring us to where we are today. Well, it's a great joy having the two of you as part of the church I pastored to a senior pastor of for many, many years. We've yep. become great friends and we've traveled together, did vacations together, mm. all kinds of things. Lots of stories we could tell. So good. Uh, so, so good to have that, that relationship. And for all those listening, if the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that, that you're not familiar with, you know, go online to dcfi.org and we've got books and, you know, ministry materials that could help you with that. I wrote a little track one, one time, we still have it. You, it's on the show notes. It's called How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. Very simple. It kind of tells my story and, and mm -hmm. how that all works. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would like to, you, you've told, told me offline that something you love to share with leaders, up and coming leaders, is the five D's. Tell me what that is. What's the five D's? I believe 
leadership is a gift that God gives to some people. Not everybody has that gift. That's right. Some are followers. Some are leaders. We need the both. Correct. To me, leadership is being able to translate the vision, the inspiration that God has given to you into reality mm. and into fulfillment. Mm. It's being able to uh, influence people as did Moses and Joshua and David, Paul, great leaders of the Bible mm -hmm. were strong leaders that God gave vision to. Right. And it was only brought into fruition through their leadership right. with the help of people. Right. And it still works today. Correct. I have five Ds that I have taught for many, many years I have taught it at Sight and Sound. I have taught it strongly to our children. Mm. The first D is this. Discover what you're good at. Mm. Discover the gift that God has given you. Many people have never discovered that in life. That's so good. And it's the number one thing to discover in your life. God has created everybody and given them gifts and abilities has not left anybody out. Right. And he placed every person here on this earth with a purpose and with a plan to give glory to him, right. to build the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. to help others. The second D is develop it. Once you've di discovered it, practice it, work on it. That's what I did with paintings. And I did that with everything. I never went to school. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that's wrong. Right. Uh, education is good. But I still believe by the help of the Holy Spirit, we can develop that gift mm -hmm. by just working on it, read about it, get as much information on it as you can, but then get good at it, so good at it, that the third D is then deliver it. Mm -hmm. It's like David on the back 40. He one day discovered he was good with a sling and with a stone. Right. And he practiced on the knothole of that tree, probably, until he was so confident that he knew he'll never miss. Mm. That the day came for him to deliver it with Goliath, no question in his mind. Right, right. This is my gift. This is my strength. Mm. I'm good at it. Mm. And this day, the Lord will deliver you, Goliath, into my hands mm. by his help. And he did. And not only did he deliver that stone that day into the forehead of Goliath, he delivered all of Israel right. from the Philistines that right. day. Right. And God got the glory. Mm. The fourth D and the fifth D, I'll put them together. After you've discovered it and you've developed it, you're good at it, You've delivered it and you're doing well. Like David was, mm. he became king. Determine, mm. number four. Mm. Determine not to let, number five, the devil get it. Because uh. what happens so many times, after somebody discovers they're good at it, they're making money, they have a name, mm. they're going somewhere in life, they forget who gave them the, gave them right. the gift. 
and right. all of a sudden a world system with the God of this world right, right, right. gets all the glory and all the honor for it yeah. and God is removed. Mm. It's a sobering thought mm -hmm. because to whom much is given, mm -hmm. much is required. That is true. And that gift that God gave me mm -hmm. has been developed right. and delivered. Mm. And it's for his glory and mm. God still gets the glory for it. Mm. Let's go back to the Sight and Sound story again. Last time we were on, we had up until you developed the first theater. Uh, but then you went another step to the large theater. Let's talk about why that happened, how that happened, what process you walked through, how did God lead you in that whole process from the small theater to the larger theater, the first of the larger theaters. It really happened because of Behold the Lamb. Okay. Behold the Lamb was a launching pad for large crowds at Sight and Sound. When we were doing Behold the Lamb, we were doing 15 shows a week. 15 a week? 15 shows a week. Wow. At that little 750-seat yeah. theater. Right, I remember. And that show was selling out a year on ahead. And it, it was just, it, it was an explosion in there on some Saturdays uh, with people on their feet just worshiping God and no... Uh, exalting sure. the name of Jesus. It was powerful. So what happened, the pressure was on. People wanted to see the show, but we didn't have enough of room. So that drove me to thinking for more land. Along with Behold the Lamb, we were doing what we called Sunday night gospel films mm -hmm. at, at the Living Waters Auditorium. Right. It became known as the Mennonite Movie Theater. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> we would pack that place out on Sunday night with gospel films. Crossing the Switchblade, Johnny, uh, on and on it would go. And people would come in there, young people mainly, to see the movie. But then I would always minister after the movie, which didn't excite the people too much. They came for the movie not to be ministered to. Right. But that touched a lot of lives. Right. So what happened, one night after a Sunday night movie, a man walked up to me in the lobby and said, are you Glenn Eshelman? I said, I am. He said, you need to get more land. He turned around, walked out. I never saw the man again. Hmm. That's all he ever said to me. But when he said that, it was like a knife in my heart. I knew it was God. Wow. Two weeks later, I was up at Hershey Farms eating lunch, sitting down with the owner. He said, Glenn, you wouldn't by chance be looking for more land, would you? <laughs> I said, I don't believe this, Ed. I said, I would be. He said, let me show you a parcel of ground up here that's for sale. Walked up on the hill where the Millennium Theater sets now. Yep. Months later, we settled for that 65-acre piece of dirt up there. Mm -hmm where we built our first theater entitled the Entertainment Center. Right. That was a 1,400-seat theater. We did the wraparound stage in there, and uh, it all came out of a word from a man, but also the need for a larger right. facility. Right. So you moved into the larger facility, and I remember well one day the news broke that Sight and Sound 
quote unquote, was on fire. Talk yeah. about that. Talk yeah. about that whole process and what you learned through that because you, you had, it was like a death of a vision in some ways. All this was happening, it was God, it was wonderful, and all at once, gone. Yeah. Talk, talk about that. We were away on a skiing trip. Got a phone call early one morning from my daughter saying, Daddy, if you're planning to go out skiing early this morning, stay at your house because there's a fire in the auditorium. We don't think it's that bad. Hmm. A little bit later on, I got another phone call from our CFO saying, oh, uh, you need to come home. There's a pretty serious fire in the auditorium. We flew all day. We were out in uh, British Columbia. Coming home that night, up until that point, we didn't know the severity of it. Mm. Walking into the Harrisburg airport, we knew it was bad. That night we got home and everything we ever worked for was gone. Yeah. Uh, all that remained on that hill was a pile of rubble, mm. smoke and debris. So we had about 300 employees at that time and we were at a good place. We were out of debt. Mm. We had, were able to pay the place off. We had just finished the new show, Miracle of Christmas. Mm. We had been running the show of Noah in there. And now all of a sudden, with several hundred thousand tickets sold for the year of 1997, and this happened in January of that year, we had no place to put the people, no shows to give them, all the shows burned, mm. everything was gone. So we had no place even to meet as a leadership team and we met down in the farmhouse where we lived. Yeah. In our family room, the children took care of the food, the press, and we met in there like 24 hours a day. Mm. Just working through the logistical end of, of course. this. What do we do with our people? Mm -hmm. Where do we work out of? What are we going to do? How do we pay all these people back? It was after the third day. Shirley and I was sitting in the kitchen and it was late at night. All the people, the leadership team was gone. We were sitting there and we were both tired and weary. And all of a sudden, Shirley looked over at me and she said, Glenn, do you know what this is gonna mean to come back again? She said, we worked hard all of our lives and we're getting older. She said, do you want to come back again? Whoa, that's the first time I really dealt with that. Yeah. I was working through logistics. Of course, of course. So then it really got quiet. And I looked at her and I said, Shirley, you're in this as much as I am. Do you want to come back again? And then it really got quiet. Mm. And then here's the moment I will never forget, Larry. She looked at me and she said, Glenn, she said, this is not a, this is not a business to me. She said, this is even more than a ministry to me. Mm. She said, this is a high calling that God has put on our lives many, many years ago. Mm. And if we don't come back again, I don't think I could ever sleep another night mm. or live with myself another day. Wow. And I said, Shirley, you are right. Mm. A fire can destroy a building but it cannot destroy a calling. Amen. We were out of debt. 
we had several, quite a few million dollars mm -hmm. in insurance. Right. We could have taken the money, said goodbye to 300 people, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say we would have lived happily ever after. We probably wouldn't have if we would have walked away from mm -hmm. it. But we decided instead of taking the insurance money, we're going to borrow more money, wow. which was $40 million, wow. and come back. And I got up the next morning, being an artist, I took my pencil and my paper under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and I drew the Millennium Theater. Wow. And I called the company together. We met down at Hershey Farms, and I said, people of God, Shirley and I have decided we're coming back again. And we made that decision. Praise God, you did. And God provided the way. Mm right up to the end. Mm. I gotta add to this yet. We got very little money that came in from people from the fire. But there was a man whose daughter was in our show that we didn't even know. She was a cast member. They took six months to clean the hill off. Mm. All that debris. And in the late fall, the contractor started to pour new footers for the Millennium Theater. And they started to work, but we did not have a financial package in place yet. But he started to build. Came into January of 98. He was putting steel up over the stage. We still didn't have a financial package in place. And he called me one day and he said, Glenn, he said, I don't like to do this to you. He said, I know you have an opening date set for September the 1st, 1998. But he said, if you don't have a financial package in place in two weeks, I'm going to have to pull out. Wow. I said, I understand. I said, I, I don't know if I could have gone this far as you did. That night, we were sitting in my office in the farmhouse. Shirley looked at me and she said, I feel I should call this man that we know in Florida. Mm -hmm. I said, why do you want to call him? I don't know. I just feel I should call him, she said. Well, I said, why do you want to call somebody if you don't know why you're calling them? <laughs> uh, she said, I just feel I should call him. <laughs> so she called him. We knew he had deep pockets. Sure. He was wealthy. He was a great Christian guy. He answered the phone. One of the first questions, how's the building project coming? Shirley told him what just happened. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, I just sold one of my large radio stations in Colorado. He said, I have $4 million laying in the bank unspoken for. He said, I'd be willing to give that to you if that would help carry you through till the banks come through. Wow. And all but on a handshake, no lawyers involved, mm. he handed over $4 million to us. Next miracle. Wow. That carried us until the final week that the banks came through. That's took, amazing. Took five banks that gave us $40 million to continue the build. And the, the contractor continued, and we opened up on September the 1st, 1998. Wow. That is amazing. Is that God? That is God all the way. That is God, <laughs> and that's, that's the life we have known. Yeah. In serving him, living for him, yeah. loving him, and yeah. doing the work. I love of your humility. I love your your 
your deep sense of this is all the war we know that surely anything about that story that you remember that you want to share yet okay i'll give you my story um you know you when you work so hard to portray these bible stories right and then one day it's all gone, it's gone. yeah and you know so it was a little bit you know in the natural hard to work through all that so I would go to our attic. We had a sound system up there, and I would just put praise music on mm. as loud as I could stand it and, and just praise the Lord and seek Him. You know, we weren't expecting anything like this. And Or I like to play the piano. I'd sit and play the song, It Is Well With My Soul. I yeah, think of the yeah, man, you know, who sure. lost his wife and that whole story. Right. So I'd sit and play that and I'd sing that and just seek the Lord and search. Tell, tell them the story of how you struggled with we who were doing a ministry and now it all, God left it all burned down. Yeah, you, you know, I've tried to say that in a small way, but you know, you, you feel like you're really serving Him right, and doing right. your best to search for uh, what He wants for us in our life, and it's all gone. Yeah. But you know what? He had a better plan. Yes, he yes, yes. He had a better plan. And I think of that old saying It can say that says, things in our life can be negative and feel bad, but we can either get bitter through it or get better that's through true it. that's true so i did my best but there were days you struggled a little bit and the part you <laughs> forgot was too that you often say with the millennium theater we would have never been able to do in that entertainment center what we are doing today that's true somebody asked me after the fire or would have you tore that place down to build the millennium well i said it would have never entered my mind but God knew he took us from a 1,400-seat theater to a 2,100-seat theater right. and made provision to handle many more animals and much, much more epic right. and larger productions. Right. Beautiful. Larry, I would like to say this to all leaders mm -hmm. as well as to myself. When God gave me the vision for sight and sound, my number one vision was this to be a lifeboat, to rescue people spiritually. Mm -hmm. That was my vision. And being the evangelist that right. I am, that, that's the driver within you. Sure. So as best as I could, I did that. Our mission statement at Sight and Sound is to sow the word of God and present the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of our customers through live theatrical stage productions and be wise stewards of our God-given talents and resources. Mm. So as best we can, we try to wrap everything around that mission statement. There's many bunny trails right. we can take. Sure. This past year, I was in the presence of the Lord one morning and the Holy Spirit spoke to me out of nowhere. And he said this to me, he said, Glenn, your vision has been to have a lifeboat for people. Mm. He said, be sure this doesn't turn into a showboat. Wow. And I thought, whoa. And then I got to thinking, yeah, every show gets more epic. Mm -hmm. 
more technology, more money thrown at it. So I went to the family, who is now the owner right. of Sight and Sound. Right. Surely I still retain ownership of the land, right. the buildings. I went to them with that word. And I said this to them, and I say this to all leaders. I was responsible for the epicness of Sight and Sound. The 300 foot wraparound right, stage, right. the big sets, uh, uh, the magnificence of it, the sure. majesty of it all. It's, it's glorious. Right, it sure is. There's nothing that can hardly take its place in the country here. And then I thought of this, and I told this to the children. I said, the showboat part of it, the epic part of it, can become the bait on the hook mm. to get the fish into the lifeboat. Mm -hmm. But I said, never let the bait become more important, the mm -hmm. showboat part, good. than the lifeboat. That's good. I'll never forget one day when I did Daniel, a very, a very well-known televangelist came to see the show of Daniel. After the show, him and his wife asked me for a tour. I was giving them the tour of the property the buildings. Through the tour, he said to me, he said, Glenn, tell me something. He said, at the point of life you're at here with the ministry, he said, what is the hardest thing that you find in the ministry? And I said, I never thought about that. And I said, I'll think a minute. So after thinking a minute, I said this to him. I said, at this place where I am in life, I would say, keeping the main thing the main thing yeah, good. is the most and most difficult thing mm -hmm. because all the bells and whistles, all the things that need to be attended to and or maintained, mm -hmm. you can soon lose sight of the main thing. Right. And I think it is so important that we forever keep the mission. Right. And that's what we did from that point on. Mm -hmm. We put our mission statement in everybody's office door. Yeah, that's wise. Throughout the, throughout the company, making sure we don't forget yeah. what we are doing and why we are doing that's it and who key, we are doing key it Key leadership for. principle. Keep the main thing the main thing. We are out of time. I can't believe it again. I'm going to have you back for a third one. <laughs> I really would like you back. And I, we, want to, we want to talk about, you have such a heart for helping leaders who get older, where they go through succession, get through transition, the importance of that. We want to talk about that. Uh, and we don't talk about anything else that we still haven't a chance to really touch on. And obviously today, we want to hear your story about what you're doing today. You have three generations yeah. of Bob and Sight and Sound. Yeah. What you're doing today, you're kind of going back to the beginning, and we want to mm -hmm. talk more about that also. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you, Glenn, Shirley, both of you. Oh, yeah. You're so inspiring. Oh, I mean, your stories you, are so Larry. inspiring. It's so good. Oh, and, thank you. Know, you. Well, and you're helping so many people around the world. And again, I've been privileged, my wife Laverne and I have been privileged to be your friends for years. So we've had, we've talk, told the stories, we've told our stories and your stories, and lots of times we've spent together uh, many, many times, but most people don't get this opportunity. So they get this opportunity now through this podcast, and that's what's such a blessing to me. Praise and, God. Yeah, so thank you for being on today. And again, everybody, show notes, check out the show notes. Uh, you'll see all the information on Sight and Sound, Glenn, Shirley Esherman, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, Stories of Our Savior book. We're going to talk more about that next time around, uh, but all that's on the show notes. And uh, Thank you for joining us today for the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast, and we'll look forward to connecting with you again real soon. 
Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.